most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Well, welcome to a very special edition of Keeping Up With The Joneses. It's more Keeping Up With The Jones because the other half, the prettier half, it's Mother's Day today when we're recording it in the United States and she was all like, I would like a night off. So she's having a night off with her friend, but I've brought in a worthy co-host, Mr. Gary Morgan. How the heck are you? I'm good. You know, you sound like an expert at podcasting. Is there a reason for that? What the world doesn't know, long before we ever started keeping up with the Joneses, my first foray into podcasting was with you. It was. We we had a podcast that was very short-lived. It was very short-lived. Separated by a continent, or several really. Yeah. We recorded one episode of the 2020 show, which I probably have on my hard drive somewhere. And I have the photos. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well then, you know, maybe maybe one week, if like if I get sick or we're too tired to do a podcast, uh, can I have your permission to substitute an episode of the 2020 show instead of the Keeping Up With The Joneses show? Absolutely not. Okay, perfect. Um, if this is the first time you've heard of Gary Morgan, I'd encourage you to stop this episode and go listen to episode 90, where we interviewed Gary and his very sweet wife, Sarah, and you'll hear the whole story, the whole backstory. For those of you who do know Gary, you'll know that he's a prophet. And I, I loved last week at, Je- at church, Jeff was trying to tell the people like, oh, we've got a guest speaker next week is Gary. And he looks at me and he says, what, what would you say Gary is? Gary, Gary's a prophet, right? And we're like, the whole church is like, yes, Gary's a prophet. Um, what I thought would be fun, you, you've been with us all week. We've been hanging out, catching up, which is, which is absolutely wonderful. But then this morning at church, you, you ministered. If, depending on when you tuned in, it would look like a normal church service. You, you, you gave a prophetic word to the whole church which basically looked like a sermon. And then you switched gears and went into prophetic ministry. You used to just pick people who'd stand out, and now you pick people out by words of knowledge. And for people who are unfamiliar with that term, word of knowledge is when the Holy Spirit tells you something about a person that you've got no way of knowing in the natural. And it's typically about their present. It's something they can easily verify. It was about their present, like their name, or their past, their date of birth, or something in their history. It's usually quite specific, and then once you have that, then you give them a prophetic word, which is about their future. Yeah. Is that a good description? Yeah, totally. So when when did you switch from just calling people out that you would see? You know, you would you would usually they would stand out to you. They would you know a light upon them, or they would just stand out. You'd, you'd call them out, and now you start calling out people by their sometimes their phone number or their name or a date of birth. Like when when did that switch for you and why, do you know? I think it was 2011, 2012. Um, there was a few trips that Sarah went on that I realized that um, I was getting, you know, details and stuff like that. And so I would just, you know, write them down, um, you know, in a, in a book or sometimes on my iPad um, and just and just run with them. And, you know, usually some weird things that, you know, didn't make sense to me, but I realized the Lord wanted to speak. Like, what do you mean, weird things? Well, one of them was, um, while shepherds wash their socks by night, and then I'd see the 9th of of January. And so I was at a church once, and um, I had this this word, while shepherds wash their socks by night, and the 9th of January. And this lady... I didn't realize it was three rows back, actually broke her leg and she had a sock on that uh, was a sheep. Her surname was Shepherd and her birthday or anniversary was the 9th of January. And so I just realized, you know, these these things are starting to, to connect. Right, which is crazy because no, I'm not being rude, but like a normal, literally minded person would just dismiss that as, oh, that, you know bad pizza or something. Even if you're prophetic, 
I'm not sure that you would automatically go, oh, the Lord must be speaking to me. Because we tend to think, well, the Lord's first language is English. So he would say, hey, Gary, there's a woman three rows back, her last name's Shepherd. You know, she's confused about that. She's actually got funny socks on. with she- But he doesn't do any of that. He just gives you a, a random picture. And for some odd reason, you go with it. Yeah, and it's not odd because if you look in the books of Jeremiah and Ezekiel and, and Revelation, you know, the Lord asks the question, son of man, what do you see? And usually it's an obscure image. Like, I, you know, I see a, a plumb line or I see a... Um, a boiling pot yeah, tilting boiling away pot. from the north. Exactly. So what the heck does that mean? And then the Lord brings the interpretation. And so, you know, I, th- I think it would be detrimental for us to to put into a logistical box um, the way the Lord wants to, to move. And so, you know, both in, you and I know this this quote, you know, sometimes we demand God speaks in the way we understand instead of understanding the way God speaks. Right. And I don't know anybody, I'm not trying to flatter you, but I don't know anybody better at humbling themselves and taking a risk. It's it's worth noting that you will regularly, especially when you're staying with us, you'll get up in the morning and you'll say, hey, Al, for integrity's sake, here's my words. And I, I'd often wonder, like, what are you talking about for integrity's sake? And one day you said to me is, I get my revelation in the morning, typically for the day, I write it down so that if we meet people, you can see that before I met them, I, I had the words of the people we were going to meet today. Mm. And again, in worship, I saw you writing down, you know, all the words that you called out. And uh, it's such an encouragement. It's an absolute encouragement to see what you have and where you go from it. It's staggering. Like this morning, you called out nine words over two services, half with dates and half with names. And when, you know, we're going to actually listen to some of them. And then I'm going to ask for a little bit of a director's commentary, a behind the scenes, so to speak, which I think is fascinating. Guys, if you haven't watched this morning's services, I'm going to put a link in both to the show notes. Again, I'd encourage you to watch them. I do want to say that for the purposes of time and your kind of listening pleasure, I have absolutely cut up the words and I've trimmed some of the gaps and stuff like that. I don't mind doing that because for integrity's sake, the whole unedited video is available on YouTube so you can watch it. But just for the purposes of this podcast, I've uh, you know I've cut some ums and ahs and some gaps out and it jumped around just to make it a little bit more uh, concise for, for the purposes of this. Mm. All right, so what I've done is I've gone through both services, I've cut out the words of knowledge, and I've, I've skipped the prophetic words just out of honor for the people. Again, you can watch. And, I, and to be honest, I I can't corroborate all the prophetic stuff with the people, even though I know many of the people that you called out. But what we do know for certainty, because you hear their testimony on the tape, is that the words of knowledge were, were pinpoint and hysterical in many ways. So here you go. Here is the first word that you gave this morning. This is going back several hours today. Right in front of my hand, I'm just seeing the 27th of January. Who's that, please? Yeah, come on, why didn't you stand? What's that mean to you? Beautiful. All right, now we didn't have those people mic'd. You, you can watch them on the video. But talk me through that. You're, you're standing in front of the church, and I see you point at your hand, and you say... Yeah, right in front of my hand. One of the things that I've been just genuine with the Lord is, is actually to get more specific... Um, you know, a great hero of the faith for me is Clark Taylor. And God used Clark, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, early 90s, um, in Words of Knowledge uh, in Australia. And I've never been in a meeting where I've experienced the presence that Clark carries. And so I had the privilege of doing a conference with him. And 
both, you know, endearing of each other. I said to him, Clark, you know, I'd love you to pray for me. I just love what's on your life. And he said, well, Gary, I want you to pray for me. I love what's on your life. And Clark, you know, very, very often will will move in right in front of my hand. And God uses him in words of knowledge for healing. And so I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'd love to to see that for the prophetic, for words of knowledge for, for you know, the prophetic. And so there's times when I'm like, okay, I'm Lord, I'm going to step out in this. And so today, um, I saw a couple at the back with, you know, the 29th of January just flash over them. That's how the Lord gives me words. Now, help me understand flash over them. What do you mean by that? When someone takes a picture of you, you know, you see the flash. Yep. And so that's how, for me, I see, um, not all the time. Sometimes I hear, sometimes I feel, sometimes I sense. Um, but a lot of times it flashes like a camera. Yep. And I, I can still see the outline of, of what's flashing. And so... As I'm as I'm looking, all of a sudden I see over this couple, and so I point my hand right in front of my hand, 29th of January, and this couple responds. It's actually their anniversary, and they're right at the back, of right the at the back of the church, right at the back. Yeah, and so it's their anniversary. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: Did you know it was their anniversary? Did you know what the date meant? I didn't. I just went with the date, and that's why I asked them, "What does the 29th of January mean to you?" And that's important because people think you know everything all the time. Yeah. And it's just, the Bible tells us that's not true. We see in part and know in part. And that's absolutely true. Like I've spent the week with you and there's been some things you've been asking me like, hey, Alan, I don't know if the Lord's saying this. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of chuckling because I'm like, dude, how is it on the one hand, the Lord can tell you the phone number of somebody, but you don't know the answer to this question. And you're just humble enough to go, I, you know, that's, it'd be preposterous to imagine I know everything. Yeah. So I love that. Your humility, you call them out and it's their anniversary and you give them this huge prophetic word. And again, people can go listen to that. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. All right. Then the next word, you went straight from that into you, you got a name. Yeah. And so you asked the Lord for the, for a name, presumably. So I had this, I didn't have this in worship. I had this literally on the spot. And just so as I, you were walking back. As I moved from the people, I turn and I get a picture of actually Dennis the Menace. And, you know, for our American listeners who might not know who that is, um, it's a cartoon comic character. But I saw Dennis the Menace, and um, and I saw wisdom um, as I'm, you know, two people stand up who's called Dennis, and I'm like, okay, Lord, you need to drill down in this. All right, I've got this on tape, so this okay. is this is how you differentiate between which one is. It's brilliant. Thank you, Lord. Who's Dennis? Dennis. Your name Dennis. Anyone else? Dennis. There's two Dennises. Why don't you guys stand? Anyone else? Two Dennises. And what are you thinking at this point? How am I going to work out which one's which? Yeah, and but at that point I see the W. Ah. Your surname begins with a W. Who's there? Okay. Oh, Wayne's your middle name. No, your last name. What's your last name? Welton, why don't you sit down, my friend? It's you. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Wow, bless Dennis. And just like that. Now, you said you saw a W. How did you know the W was the last name? Because I just saw the W and so I went with the last name. Amazing. It could have been the guy with the middle name, but I, I just felt <laughs> I'd already called it as the last name. And so I, I just went with that. I think this is just journeying with God. But what was amazing is I, I know the other Dennis who sat down and I was like, man, the word is the word could apply to both of them. Beautiful. Like, it just... I've I've watched you time and time again. You know when you when you call people out and there's a couple, you just go down this kind of like decision tree of who it is, 
I don't know if you remember the people, I think it was last time maybe that you were here, there was two girls from, two girls stood up, and then you said, uh, which one of you from Florida? They were both from Florida. So then you had to work out the panhandle or the, you know, yeah. and eventually you got there. And it was just a wonderful exercise of watching you interact with the Lord. So again, it's not that you're just calling these people out, you call them out and then you give them a prophetic word and it just ministers. For me, prophetic ministry is one of the greatest displays of the kindness of God. Mm. Uh, I just think it's, it's beautiful. So now I had to leave. I had to go pick up my kids. I didn't hear this one until I watched the video again. But you finish prophesying over Dennis. You turn around and you get the date, 29th of April. I'm going to want more. I saw one flash. This section here, who's the 29th of April? Okay. Why don't you stand? Oh, you're our babysitter. Ha-ha. Just hold my hand. Thank you, Lord. Wow. So how do you get... Uh, you said, oh, it's another flash. Same thing? Yeah, so same thing again. But I, the interesting thing is I, I didn't see it above a person. I saw it above the section. And so four rows, like the way Grace said a section, I yeah. saw towards the front part of that section and... and it turns out the girl was in the second row. And not to be left brain here, but when you see 29th of April, do you see 29 slash 4? Do you see the word April? No, like 294. That's, that's 29th of April. So you just, and that's it. Yeah. That's amazing. And there's times where it could, you know, there's there's times when I've called, you know, February 94. Okay. And so. But uh, again, you're going with what the Holy yeah, Spirit is. Yeah, I really is. feel what, I'm, what I, I go with. And it's amazing when you step out, God steps in. And so, you know, it's it's that place of, of just risking you know, and, and sometimes you don't always hit what you think uh, is the is the bullseye of the word. Sometimes the Lord is, is showing you other things um, that you can interpret how you see it, but actually the Lord wants to say something else. You were telling me earlier, you did a conference with Graham Cook. You were telling me that Graham was telling you a story about another hero of ours, Paul Kane. Do you want to share that part? Because I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I was talking with Graham about how, you know... Um, you know, you don't always hit it, and um, and sometimes you know you just feel like the the word is just you know not hit anywhere, and and he said to me, Gary, you know, the Lord reserves the right to humble you, and then he said, you know, one day I I met with Paul Kane, and and I said, Paul, you know, when you're on, you're amazing, and Graham said, you know, when you're off, it is painful, and so Graham said, Paul, can you tell us about that, and Paul said, you know, well. When I'm on, you know, it's God's grace. But when I'm off, it's just God reminding me I'm a fat old man. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was just amazing. But the, the, you got to have a value on risk. Yeah. One of the things we teach in our school, Al, is, um, is for people to embrace failure. Go on. One of the things I've learned is people don't risk is because they fear failure. When you get used to failure, or when you take away the fear of failure, people will risk. Because risk is the absence of fear. Risk is the absence of fear. Mm. But you have to work hard to not let fear be a louder voice than what's on the other side potentially of risk. And that's why you fall in love with not just what the Lord's doing, but you fall in love with who the person God wants to minister to. So so whenever I'm with people whenever I'm in a meeting, I always ask the Lord, give me a love for this people like you love them. Wow. And the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Therefore, when you when you find a love, and, and sometimes, you know, you could be in a room of 100 people and, you know, you might not connect with 99, but there's one there the Lord wants to speak to. 
There's right. one there the Lord wants to demonstrate his kindness to. And so for me, as I just try to find that one, and, you know, a lot of times it's more than the one, but it's it's that one that I, I just go after. I'm a, I tell you, I, I make no apologies for this. I'm addicted to seeing God's kindness wreck people. Mm, it's true. We move now to the second service. You finish ministering and you wrap up and you, you go for it. And this is the first word you give. I got the name Jonathan. Who's that? Okay, it's one. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord's going to unfold and unpack time in your life in such a way that what you're going to step into is beginning to create areas for other people to occupy. I see architecture all over your life. Now, before we go any further, what's funny about that is this was a young kid that you you called out. Well, not a young kid, a young adult, really. A 17 or 18-year-old guy, I, I, I would imagine. And after the service, his dad texted me. And this is what he said. He said, Jonathan is going to architectural school at university this summer. Wow. <laughs> so not only did you get this kid's name right, the only one in the room called Jonathan, you, I mean, you, you called it a ton of stuff in the prophetic word, but the architecture was was a word of knowledge that you maybe didn't know. I mean, you obviously knew, but maybe you didn't know where it landed. Because sometimes when we're speaking, we don't know if it's, if it's poetic or yep. metaphorical or yep. whether it's literal. But how did you get the name Jonathan? You got that in worship? Yeah, got that in worship. And, and again, what I love about God in, you know, and a lot of people have come to me and said, you know, Gary, you know, when you get names, you know, you realize the odds. There was an amazing time when I was in Dubai. There was a, a pastor who was an accountant. And, and he said to me, Gary, you realize the odds you're working with you. And I said, I don't work with odds. I work with God. <laughs> <laughs> and but he, in a, in an odds level, he, you know, he's like, hey, there's this amount of people for you to get that name, and there to be one of them people in the room is. And he started quoting odds, and I said, I, I don't work with odds; I work with God. And and that's what blows me away. That's what keeps the wonder is is that God would be so intentional, that God would be so kind to to give us a name that just singles out one person, right? And and that's what blows me away. And then goes in further because, you know, the prophetic word was was very detailed too. And so I saw him stand in front of a drafting board. And so that's why I knew it was architecture. And so... um, Well, it was also interesting because before you said architecture, you said you're going to be involved in creating spaces for people to fill, which is literally what an architect does. Did you know at that point it was architecture or did that come as you were speaking? As I was speaking, I began to see the, the, the plans. Talk to us about... because. People who haven't watched the video but are listening to the podcast, you hear the piano playing in the background. Talk to us about that. So for me, a couple of years ago, the Lord started speaking to me about the key of David. And I personally believe, and and this isn't something I've taught extensively, and and really it is a revelation that's unfolding in my life. And and one day I I hope to to release it in, in full measure, but... A couple of years ago, the Lord started talking to me about the key of David. And, and I believe the key of David isn't just a physical key, but is a musical key. That, that David, unlike Moses, was able to have unveiled glory in his midst. Why? Because he established an atmosphere. And that was done through worship. And so for me, the key of A, the key of D, this key of E is so important to me in establishing atmospheres where God can unveil his glory. 
And so I'm, I'm intentional when it comes to, to certain keys being played. And I've been in meetings where I, I've literally asked the keyboard player, can you actually switch keys? Because right. it, it's not resonating with, with what the Lord wants to do. And then there's times I've, um, I've asked for particular keys because certain keys mean certain things to me, which um, maybe in another podcast or, or maybe in a, a message I'll release one day. Right. Yeah, that's fascinating. And of course, I, as soon as you start speaking about that, I think about Elisha where, you know, the king comes to him and says, hey, and you know, I need a word. And Elisha says, bring me a minstrel. And then as soon as the guy starts playing music, he begins to revelate. Yeah. So yeah, there's this biblical precedent. And again, I've seen it. I've, I've seen you switch when, the, when the, the music begins to play, boom, the revelation begins to flow. Fascinating. And then you came up with one of my favorite words. And it was favorite because it was so out there. And you, uh, you actually got this in the first service. You leaned over to me and was like, bro, you know, I just got the strangest word. And I was like, what was it? And well, I'll let you use your own words. Hold on. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. I had this word. I don't know if this means anything to anyone. I saw Cindy Crawford with a tiara. Does that mean anything to anyone? Now, at this point, no, nobody responds. Well, a few people respond. I'm not saying they're trying to massage it, either trying to help you out or genuinely, you know, trying to connect the dots. What's going through your head at that point? Because nobody's responding. Yeah, again, it's such an obscure word. And so I'm I'm really wanting to, for it to connect. And so for me, I, when, I, when I call a word of knowledge, there's a resonance that happens for me. There's an agreement in my spirit. And so, you know, there's many times where God connects the dots to the point I see the picture. Right. And so I know again, and that's why I, I, I purposely take patience and, and and discover and dig deeper. Or as I say, you know, Lord, let the Lord drill down. Uh, because I know there's more to be discovered. So particularly with this one, I, I really didn't sense it was connecting in the room. And so as you'll see on the video I, I went down the the camera and and um and spoke it out because I actually had it in the first service, but because it was so obscure, I, I just didn't go with it. I mean, a couple of comments there. Like one, I love that you're not flustered. Like you've absolutely removed your performance from the prophetic. Like you, you don't look visibly shaken at all. You know, on, on the one hand, you're like, I'm fine to miss it. On the other hand, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's somebody on the, the, the online stream, which, you know, to critical people will be like, ah, oh, well, you know, you, you missed it. And, you know, of course, yeah, you'll just say it's on the, the online stream. But to those people, I would say it's funny because last time you were here, you had a similar occurrence. You got a word in the first service that you released in the second service. And the word, if I remember correctly was, and you left it, I think towards the end, cause you're like, okay, this is a little out there. But I heard the phrase Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer nine one one, and the room was silent. Like yeah. nobody's responding to it, and you're like, "It's okay." And then again, people are trying to. And what I love is that you're refusing to massage the word just to appease people's yeah. awkwardness. So you're like, "I'm just going to give it down the uh, you know the the camera, the online stream." And you're like, "Okay, it's a girl. Your first name begins with K, and you just you know give this prophetic word." Well, what nobody knew is that at the first service, when you got that word, there was a girl called Kristen Rudolph. And she said later, she said, oh, when I introduce myself to people, I say, my name's Kristen Rudolph, like the reindeer. She was born on 9-11. 
but she also works for a company that sells products to emergency services, which again, in the US, 911 is the emergency services number. So there's an example where the word was on. Oh, and Kristen listened to the word and obviously was encouraged by the word, but nobody heard it. And so what is that? Is that the Lord just doing a heart check on you? Is that you just quote unquote missed it? You didn't miss it, but you you missed the timing. I mean, what do you learn from that? Or what do you think about that? I think for me, it's again, the, the currency of trust is, is the biggest transaction that you have with the Lord in their moments. And one of the things I, I love with the Lord is, is he, he's intentional and I'm happy to put my hands up and say, you know, I missed it. Um, or, you know, maybe it's, you know, for, for another time or maybe it just didn't land. Um, but one thing I've learned is, is, and this happened uh, at a church that I, I released a word and no one responded. And so I decided to, to release it down the camera. And literally a year later, I get a message from a guy who'd been serving in Iraq. And he said, I've just come back off active duty. And I've been catching up with my church's podcasts. And the word you released, he said, that's me. And Whoa. if you had given me that word a year ago, it would not have made sense. But the word I just listened to was like you were just prophesying right into the moment right now. Whoa. And so I've realized that, you know, it's it takes it takes courage and trust to step out. But you know, the Bible says his word does not return to him void, but accomplishes everything it was set out to do. And so sometimes it's not in our timing. And so with today's technology, I realize, you know, you can record a word today that can be heard 10 years from now. Right. And God's word is ageless. You were telling me earlier this week a similar story that happened to Sean Bowles. You want to tell us that story? Yeah. Uh, And so I love what Sean's walking in. It really, it really just, you know, um, blows me away. Yeah, he's amazing. And, uh, And I love how that's just unfolding. Um, in in training others, and so Sean was telling the testimony about he was at a, a church in Australia, and he you know the Lord gave him this list, and and he goes through the first one, and, and no one responds. Goes through the second one, no one responds, and so he goes through the list, and no one is responding. Oh, and so it it was just like a nosedive, and you know everyone was like, okay, wow, and and Sean, you know, even himself was in a place of like, okay, Lord. You know, again, like what Graham said, he reserves the right to humble us. And so whether it was a couple of months later or a year later, uh, he was at another church in the States. And and for some reason, during the service, the Lord said to him, hey, Sean, why don't you pull out the list that I give you in Australia? And so he's like, okay. And so he gets up and calls the first name. That person's in the room. Calls the second name. That person's in the room. Third name. And so everyone on the list is in the room in this church in America. And so, again, that just blows me away how God is so intentional. But yet if we try to work him out, he becomes an equation. If we walk with him, then he becomes a delight. And again, if people are sitting listening, thinking, oh, this seems a little bit sketchy, you have to remember all of that is entirely biblical. Isaiah, in Isaiah 61, prophesied about the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. And for hundreds of years, that word never came to pass. And then Jesus one day walks into the synagogue and the attendant hands him the scroll 
And he reads Isaiah 61 and says, Behold, you know, today in your hearing these words have been fulfilled. And so again, God's word is ageless. Come on. And if you're content to be humble, if if the whole goal isn't for you to look good, you get to play in the prophetic. Yep. All right. Beautiful. I'm loving this, Gary. I, I hope our listeners are loving this. I, I don't know whether it's just because I have such a rich fascination with the prophetic, but I think it's so precious and very, very rare that we get the opportunity to hear the behind the scenes of how a prophet works. And so thank you for taking time to do this. My pleasure. All right. So this next one turns out to be names... But it doesn't start that way. Tell us what you got. So I get the just B and B. And so for me is, again, the picture I get is um, just a cottage in the UK, which we use for B and B, which means bed and breakfast. Right. And so I get bed and breakfast and the month of June. And so I think, okay, because, you know, that's when people take their holidays, usually in, in the UK is in that summertime. So June, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go with this. And you have no clue what it is. I'm going to clue. No, but you just... And humility say, does B and B mean anything to anybody? Yeah. All right, let's listen to what happens. This is a this is something we do in Australia in, in UK, I'm not sure you, but I had B and B, which is bed and breakfast, but I felt like the Lord wanted to speak to B and B. Does that mean anything to anyone? Oh, we got two. B and B, so what's that? Brian and Beck, what? Betsy and Brianne. Oh, wow, come on. Brendan. <laughs> Betsy. Thank you, Lord. Does the month of June mean anything to any of you? <laughs> Woo! What are the odds? Oh, Jesus. Anniversary and anniversary, the June. It's the 6th of June. That's you. Okay. You keep standing. I'm going to come with you. But let's start with these. So the 6th of June is your anniversary. Wow, okay. Thank you, Lord. So similar to the Dennis situation, you got now you've got four people, two couples, B&B, Brian and Beth, Betsy and Brennan. And so you think, oh, I know how I can sort this out. I'm going to say, does June mean anything to you? And lo and behold, both of them have their wedding anniversary in June. In June. So now what are you thinking? And so I'm like, Lord, what is going on? Because I thought, you know, you've given me B&B and June, so that's going to distinguish. Right. But they both got their anniversaries in June. So I'm standing there. <laughs> so I keep, I go back. One of the things I've learned in the prophetic is is your next revelation is found in your last. And Whoa. so... For John in the book of, of Revelation, his his next revelation, which was John chapter 4, 1, he saw an open door. Right. It's connected to his last revelation, which is Revelation 3.20, behold, I stand at the door knock. Right. So both them pictures, which are doors, took him further into greater revelation. And so I went back into what the what I saw, the flash I saw, which was, was the number six, which for me, I thought, okay, June, because... June is the sixth month. And so I went back there. And, and as you know, you heard, um, for the sake of the listeners, you, you spliced that long sort of pause. Right. Because I did. I waited in patience to see. And I kept seeing the six. And so I thought I was still seeing June. But I didn't realize then, oh, wait a minute, it might be the six of the six. And so that's when I went with it and said, okay, does the six mean anything? 
and it was the couple on my left. And so you prophesied over them? Yeah, prophesied over them. But I, I and really, then you honoured the people on I the really right. wanted to honour them because there's something in my heart, you know, I was drawn to with that couple. And so, um, yeah, God was so kind to, to bless them too. All right. Now, this is, this is a great combination of a word the Lord gave you and then the word the Lord kept giving you. So let's play this this next one. But there's a town, when you go from England into Wales, you, you have to go through a, a city called Bristol. Does that mean anything to anyone? That's your last name. Your Bristol is your last name. <laughs> okay. You got five children? Okay. Three boys and two daughters? Okay. Sir, the Lord says everything that you've put your hand to that you feel is failing, the Lord's injecting with favor. Now, talk to us about that one. Because you start with what you think is a place name, but it turns into a name. Yeah. How, just talk to me about the whole process. So talking with uh, a good friend who was there today, so good, Ray Hughes, we were talking about uh, his recent trip to Ireland, the UK, or to England and, and Scotland. And and while he was talking, you know, I'm he's mentioning different places. And, and, and Bristol, um, for me, is a, is a, is a key place um, in the UK. And so I sort of, in talking with him, realized, you know, Bristol was highlighted. And so I just sort of put a mental tab in my, um, you know, my head to say, okay, Bristol means something. And so in worship then I'm like, okay, God, someone here from Bristol. And so I'm, I'm going to go with this. And so it wasn't actually a place, it was a person. And so again, you know, Bristol, could mean anything. And, and a few people responded, yeah, my auntie or my mother lives in Bristol. You know, my friend was from Bristol. But this particular guy stood up and said, my surname's Bristol. And as he stands up, he says, which you don't hear on the the mic, he says, oh, um, my wife's taking care of my children, but my son is here. And as soon as he said that, straight away, I just saw the number five. And so that's when I asked him, you have five children? And he responds, Yes. And then I saw five divided by two numbers, which is three and two. Three plus two equals five. And so I went with three sons, you know, or three boys, two girls. And again, he's like, yeah. And so I love, again, it, it, my heart is pounding. I'm like, God, this is crazy. Uh, but again, God is so intentional of, of not just pointing people out, but actually drilling down into their lives to reveal to them that he is he's intentional to them as anyone else wants to be. Right. And we're losing a little bit. You know, here we are in our room talking about something. We're almost doing a post-mortem, mm. which on the one hand, I really appreciate. On the other hand, I don't like because you're dissecting something that was incredible. Because if you were in the room that morning when you were when you were witnessing it, you could just feel the presence of God as you're navigating this. And it's so clear that the Lord knows these people and who they are. But one of the things I loved about that, Gary, was you you had you gave what you had. You were a little boy with five loaves and 
some fish. Mm. You know, you're like, I got Bristol. You weren't pretending you knew what it meant. You weren't pretending where it went. You just were obedient with what God gave you. I remember watching Jack Deere in Scotland. He was ministering in Scotland. He, he, he was doing words of knowledge and he taught about the importance of just don't try and elaborate on what you have. Just give what you've got and see where God goes. And he said, I learned this the hard way. He said, I was in a meeting and I called out high blood pressure and nobody responded. And he was like, but I, you know, I heard it from the Lord. So he's standing up there panicking because there's all these people and nobody's responding to what. And she said, Lord, you know what's going on? And the Lord said, I didn't say high blood pressure. I just said blood pressure. So Jack stops and says, actually, hang on, I made a mistake. The Lord didn't say high blood pressure. He said blood pressure. Is there anybody here with an issue regarding blood pressure? And there was one person there with low blood pressure. Wow. Now he said, never in a million years would I have thought because, you know, medically speaking, most people suffer from high blood pressure. Yep. And he said, and so I missed the word because I got ahead of the Lord. Wow. And I've watched you time and time again just be faithful with the little that you have, no matter how foolish it makes you look. Well, I remember being in a conference and the Lord gave me a name. Um, he gave me uh, a date and also as well the job of, of this person. And, and the, the guys was a paramedic. But in the word... I got ahead of the Lord and connected trauma with the name and the name turned out to be their daughter. I connected trauma with their daughter instead of connecting trauma with his job. Wow. And I remember flying home from that conference and as I came into land, the Lord says, son, I need to talk to you about that word. You missed it on that word. And I'm like, so I phoned the pastor straight away and said, hey, I just want to be integral that I feel I've missed it with that word and I, I want to make restitution and actually speak to these people. And the pastor said, you don't, you don't need to do that. And I said, no, I, I need to do that. And uh, it turned out that they were gracious enough and, and said, no, no, we, we totally, um, you know, receive your apology. And so the next time I was at the church, lo and behold, the first person that the Lord had me call out turned out to be their daughter. And it Whoa. wasn't wasn't through anything the Lord gave me in worship. It was literally, I, I felt drawn to this person the whole time. And I called this person out. I called her out and, and gave this prophetic word, which actually was a recompense and a redemption to the first word that I missed. Wow. One of the things I, I've realized with the Lord, if, if we just allow him to be him, he allows us to be us. Mm. But the moment that we try to be him, we lose us. Wow. And so, yeah, I've I've just I've just realized I, I can't get up in the morning trying to be God because God doesn't get up in the morning trying to be Gary Morgan. Right. That's just that's some severe pressure. I think I'll try and be the Lord Almighty today. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's amazing. All right. We've got two more to go. This one was brilliant. It was broad and it ended up being super specific. And and you got some testimonies from the guy afterwards. So uh let's listen to this one. I did just this phrase. I don't know if this means anything. Knock on wood. It's a, it's a song from the, the 70s, Knock on Wood. I had the month of January, but I didn't get a date. I just saw January and knock on wood. Does that mean anything to anyone? You're born in January and your nickname's Woody. Woodrow, as in Woodrow Wilson. Awesome, just put your hands like this. And again, I want to I want to make it clear. This is just the initial 
invitation to get people's hearts to respond. Yep. Then you go in and, and sometimes you're giving 10, 15 minute prophetic words. You're ministering to them. None of that is included on here. I mean, go watch the video to see this. This it just isn't, I don't want people to think this is a parlor trick where we just call people out and we, you know, we rejoice that God knows people's names. Yeah. He knows so much more than that. Um, but talk to us about Woody because th- this was amazing, especially because you got to meet him afterwards. So the guy comes up and, 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 you know, I keep getting this phrase, knock on wood and, and as you'll see in the the prophetic word, the Lord the Lord um, reveals to me, you know, he's a caretaker, and and again, I think caretaker is someone who looks after a place. But he comes up to me and after and said, you know, brother Gary, I I just want to let you know, and how spot on your word was. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, you're born in January, yeah, that's pretty spot on. He said, no, you need to realize something. My friends use that phrase to me. Whenever they want something or whenever, you know, they, they have something they, they need from me, they always say, oh, just knock on wood, just knock on wood. And he said, I'm a policeman. And so I'm a caretaker of my community. Wow. And so he was, and he was weeping. And, you know, he said, you don't realize my friends use that phrase to me all the time. And God just so pinpointed, you know, uh, God so pinpointed that into my life. And so, you know, it was just beautiful. It makes me cry because it just, I just realized how intentional and kind God is. And that's the thing that people don't get to see is you are as in awe of God using you as we are in awe of God using you. Mm. I mean, you are, I don't mean freaked out, but you are as astonished at times, like the creativity of God or the astonishment that God would do that. I mean, and that's what I love sitting next to you is you're, you're just, there's no sense of ego with you. Like, oh, check me out. I'm the man of power for the hour. It's like, did you see that? Did you see what the Lord just did? Yeah. And, it, you know, that whole side of you, Gary, is so contagious. And we, I think that's why you're universally loved, not only for your ministry, but for your personality, mm-hmm. which is lovely. All right. We come to the last word, which, <laughs> which is just wonderful. I'm not even going to give it an introduction. I'm just going to let you speak for yourself. Here you go. I'll leave the scary ones to last because this is, I'm going to go out with this. This is a six digit number, which it might mean something, it might not. If not, we'll go have coffee. But I saw 112678. Dang, one guy stands. Shoot, that was quick. 112678. What's that, sir? Shoot. One one seventy eight. Good night. So you get this number one one two six seven eight. And you don't have a clue what it is. I think it's a pin number. I think it's it means something to someone because again, it's for me, a birthday would be that would have been two four one one seven eight. Right, um, because in in Britain and Australia, we list our days first, then the months, then the, the year. year. Whereas in America, they do the month first, then the day, then the year. Then the year, and so it so just it doesn't even dawn on you. No, and so that's why I really kept it because I'm like, okay, and I I I literally went to wrap up the meeting, and again, the Holy Spirit. the Holy Spirit's like, do you trust me? 
And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for this. Because you've had pin numbers, you've had mm. phone numbers before. So mm. you're thinking it could be anything. You're just thrown out there hoping this yeah. six-digit random string of numbers means something to someone. someone. And it's Neil's birthday. Yeah. Everybody in our community knows and loves Neil. So as soon as he stands up, that's why you hear a rapturous applause. A, wow. for the fact that it's his, it's his birthday. But B... We, we, you know, he's just the best target for the affection of God because he's just the sponge to receive the affection of God. It's wow. wonderful. And we just, we, we love it. He's just finished the school. And, and so we, you know, we just love watching him get read by God. So then you go on and you give this amazing prophetic word that just wrecks him. So again, how did you get that six digit number? So yeah, I, I get one, one, two, six, seven, eight. And, and I'm thinking, okay, a lot of this random. And do you see that or do you hear it? I mean, this, this was again, a flash. And so I think, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go with this. Right. And because it didn't make sense and because, again, a lot of times I'm like, I trust and, and think, okay, you could probably connect this with something, but this one was just out there. I just, for me, I was thinking, okay, this is a pin number or it might be, it might be again, a, a group of numbers that, that mean something. It's interesting. I was at a conference in Sydney and the Lord gave me these eight digit num these eight digits, and the first four digits were the woman's, um, the first four numbers four numbers of her phone number when she was a child. Wow! The last four were her zip code or postcode where she grew up, and so I'm just like, this is crazy. And so she comes forward, and I and I said, Lord, I really want to drill down in this because there's. 13, 1400 people there and the Lord pinpoints her and I really felt the Lord really wanted to make it extra special so I'm just praying Lord give me something else and as she comes I take her hand and the Lord says Catherine and so I asked her I said who's Catherine and she said that's me and again I'm just I'm just amazed how God does this so you stand up you call out one guy responds yeah now, let me ask you this, because we've talked about how you've got the revelation for the word of knowledge, but you're then going on and giving 5, 10, 15-minute prophetic words. Where are you getting that revelation from? Just straight from the Lord. Just flow. Just, just flow. There and then. And and again, peppered through that that word, and, and again, this is what I've I've discovered with the Lord, is, is the Lord will pinpoint people in word of knowledge, but then he'll pepper words of knowledge all throughout the word. So the whole time you're going, you're getting, re- like that guy with, you've got five kids, three, yeah. Just you're just constantly getting flow. Just flow. Because one of the big misunderstandings is that people think that prophets have everything they're giving before they give it. And it's, it really is on demand, isn't it? Is. it? So what you don't know is, I called Neil earlier and said, look, Neil, I'm actually recording a podcast with Gary. Can you give us your side like how were you impacted by that word and this is what neil had to say so this morning while getting ready for church i was having a conversation with the lord which was really me pleading with the lord and i was like god i i would love a word from gary today um but it doesn't have to be public or anything like i can just catch him after the service and it doesn't have to be a big deal and maybe you know he could call me out you know by something, you know, like my birthday or something crazy like that. But then I dismissed it because in my mind, there are probably hundreds of other people uh, there who are asking the same thing. And by all means, they should, they should get a word. Um, We're sitting in the service and Gary's prophesying. And so he says the six digits of the day I was born, month, day, and year. And 
I shot up. <laughs> I shot up like a rocket. Because uh, I was like, that's me. The first thing that Gary says, he says, the father says, see, son, I'm real. In that moment, I have never felt more seen and more loved by the father, I think. Because not only did I feel like I threw up a Hail Mary pass to heaven in the most orphan of spirits to hear from the Lord, but he went above and beyond what I thought he would do. And Gary, in his, in his word to me, actually repeated words that I have gotten in the past, um, almost verbatim uh, to what other people like David Wagner and Becky Dollar and even Alan, what, what you've said to me. I'm just undone. I'm undone by the kindness of the father that he would use a dude from all the way across the world to show up and speak into my life. I don't don't even, (laughs) I don't have words. I don't have words. I'm still in awe. I've listened to the word like eight times today already. And every time I hear something new, so I don't know how to end this, but Gary, thank you so much for being obedient and just being an awesome man of God. And I, I just thank you. I can't thank you enough um, for today. So it's so funny when you get to hear the other side. Wow. What, what are you thinking? <clears throat> I, I don't know words. It's, it's so precious, isn't sure, it? That he was asking the Lord, Lord, I'd love a word, you know, and he just throws out this like, I don't know, maybe if you were to call me up on my birthday, that would be cool. No, that's ridiculous. Again, it's, it's my, it's, it's one of those ones that I would cherish. It's, it's like Alison Hendrickson's word last time. Tell, tell that story. So, um, again, I, I think it was, we were rushing to get to school and, and I love to be in the worship because that's what the Lord usually speaks to me. And, and, and for whatever reason, I think it was traffic. We were late. Right. And so I remember getting into the fire building and, and sitting down and, and just saying, Lord, if, if you got something, then you better be quick and giving it to me. Cause and worship's running yeah, out. Worship's running out. We got like three minutes and boom, straight away. I, I just saw this number. And so, you know, you introduce us and, and we get up and and we, we you know, taught. And, and then I said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to go with this. And so I call this number and all of a sudden I hear a person at the back of the room finish the last four digits. And it turns out to be Alison Hendrickson. So she comes forward. But wait, you, you've called out her phone number. Yeah. The, the 10 digit number the Lord gave you in worship was her personal cell it phone number. It was her personal number. And right. so she comes forward. And she's like, you, you, you just don't understand. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. This is, this is crazy. And she said, so we give her a word. And then she says, can I say something? And I said, yeah, go ahead. She said, last week, and she points to Matt, uh, one of the pastors, and said, I, I was telling the staff last week that I had a dream. And in the dream, I'm calling Gary Morgan on my cell phone. And as I'm calling it, I hear the father say to me, don't leave a voicemail because I've already given him your number. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and so in there, I, I can't, and the Lord gives me um, her number. And so again, just like Neil, it's like it, it comes out of that place of, of God is so kind 
that that we in our false humility think that our prayers are are, are too selfish. Right. When when I believe, you know, he hears the desires of our hearts. It's amazing, isn't it? <sighs> I'm 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 speechless. You know, I don't know if we ever mentioned this. The last time you were on the show, episode ninety, we were recording, and then I we had some sort of power failure. Do you remember that? Yeah. Just in the middle of it, and everything just shuts down. My computer, the recording system, everything just boom. And I'm like, what? And so I'm, you know, panicked. I'm trying to get all up. I'm hoping I haven't lost everything. We start up, and I'm running, and we're like, okay, guys, we're we're, we're good. And you're like, ow, look, the craziest thing that happened when the power went out. I think I got a word for somebody. And do you remember what you had? Yeah, I think it was a a name, a date, and a and an occupation. And so we we leave it in, and the next day, Heather from Scotland says, "I'm listening to your podcast as I often do, and to my absolute surprise, I hear my name called out." my uh, date of birth, where I live, and what I do. Mm. And, dude, do you know that she just landed today in Nashville? Wow. She's over here for the Moore Conference. So, <laughs> But, dude, all these things. Guys, if you haven't, do me a favor. Go listen to alanaj.com slash 90 to listen to the fuller interview with Gary and Sarah just about their journey together. Watch the episodes this morning from uh, Grace. The links are going to be in the show notes. Gary, how do people get more information about you? How can people um, follow around your trips all around the world uh social media is the best so on facebook and instagram and twitter it's welsh eagle um on all three yep uh or they can check out uh, school of profits dot uh, au. talk about the school of profits for a second because i think it's amazing yeah. i want to do it so the school is is really been a a dream uh in my heart i, I had a school in wales um back in in 2000 and uh it's really been a dream in in mine and sarah's heart and um I just love seeing people come alive, not to just to, you know, who they are, but, but whose they are. And, and so when Tink and Sam came out uh, to be in Australia, they really said, guys, what's in your heart? And, and really what was in mine and Sarah's heart was uh, the School of Prophets. And so they're just amazing in, in, in helping formulate and, and out of literally overnight um, this school came about. And one of the things that's the foundation of the school is is what I call Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4, or Matthew 12, 34, that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. And so we really focus people on, on not getting professional with their mouth, but actually powerful with their heart. And, you know, a lot of people do prophetic training to hear God's voice, but they never discover their voice. Whoa. And so we just equip people in, in hearing God's voice, discovering their voice, in, in speaking from their mouth, the source becomes their heart. And so, you know, I realized that when the heart's right, what comes from it is going to be life-giving and life-changing. And so, yeah, that's School of Prophets. And it runs f- where? And so it's, it's based in Melbourne, Australia, but we also have an online component. So currently we have uh, just over 30 students in four continents. Wow. Uh, it runs from March to October. And uh, the applications open end of September, beginning of October. And so if you want more information, you can check out schoolofprofits.org.au. Amazing. Well, Gary, thank you so much for taking time out of a busy day. You were you spent six hours ministering this morning that you'd come on tonight and relive all that. It's a huge blessing, not only for me personally, but I know for all our listeners. And we just can't thank you enough. 
Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this special episode, that you haven't missed AJ too much. We will be back with regular programming uh, next week. Just a reminder that we do have the More Conference happening this weekend, Friday 19th to Saturday the 20th of May. We're super excited to have Kale Mumby, another prophet from Canada, and music from Bethel worship leaders Kelly Heiligenthal and Hunter Thompson. If you are listening to this going, Alan, stop telling us about the More Conference. We don't live in Franklin. Relax. We've got you taken care of. We have online streaming of available for purchase. For more information about how you get tickets to the conference and how you can watch online, head over to gracecenter.us slash more. And for the show notes for this episode, go to alanandaj.com slash 151. My thanks again to our friend Gary Morgan. We trust that you guys have an amazing week and we'll be back this time next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone 